Welcome to Sensibly Cynical. My name is Sean, and today I have a fantastic episode lined up. We will be talking about the iconic action-adventure series, Grand Theft Auto. You know, this series was created in 1997 with the game being available on PlayStation 1 and DOS. And, you know, this game is iconic. I was born in the late 80s, so I grew up in the 90s. And in the late 90s, this game was everything, especially in 99 as we hit 2000, um, Grand Theft Auto 3, which was available on PlayStation 2. And that was the first real cool game, like in my opinion, that was the game to play in 2001. So this show is going to be awesome. We have a special guest from the EXP cast and um, enjoy. And joining me now... One of the co-hosts of the EXP cast, Stoy. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Doing good. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. This is uh, Thanks for uh, reaching out to me and uh, wanting me to come on and talk about video games. Like, How awesome is that? Yeah, well, like I was telling you off air, I was like, you know, this is the one aspect of the show that we haven't um, covered. We've been around for like two plus years and we've yet to cover video games. Mostly because my co-host didn't really like them, but <laughs> that being said, we don't have to mention, we don't have to go down that path. But that being said, you know, I'm a, a millennial. You know, I was born in '87, and I remember, you know, '97 when the original Grand Theft Auto. That's what we're going to be talking about today, the GTA series. So I remember when that yeah. game came out. You know, it hit one million dollars in sales. I mean, it's one of the most iconic PlayStation games of all time. Yeah, so, it still is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the list here, and I know, I know. There's Grand Theft Auto Five, right? That's the current one right now. Yeah, and I heard rumors about. We can talk about it later, but I heard rumors about a six. So, what's your background on that? Like, did you start playing it like I did back in the early 2000s, or? I yeah, my first one that I fully completed through was Grand Theft Auto Three, and that was when when it hit the it hit the ground running. Like, it was the most epic game i think of all at that time because it was an open world it was open city the violence was just kind of over the top right and you know the power of the playstation 2 and the xbox at the time uh -huh. you know made it look i mean when we look at the graphics now it's not realistic but at the time when the graphics were about as best as it could get like it just made the realism so so epic you know um like you yeah. can run around the city and do whatever it was you wanted to do you know, you weren't following a script. You were kind of following a script, you know, with mm -hmm. story uh, quests and campaigns. But, you yeah. know, you could really just run around the city and do whatever you wanted. That was the big appeal at the time for a lot of those uh, players jumping in. Yeah, remind me of the locations. Was it still Liberty City? Was it Vice City or, or San Andreas? Or were they, was it all three of them that you could go in? Grand, Grand Theft Auto 3 was Liberty City. Okay, um, Grand Theft Auto 3 was Liberty uh, City. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Vice City taking, you know, I think it was like a mock-up of Miami. Right. And then um, uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 had you coming back to Vice. Uh, yeah, because... Liberty City as well. Yeah, I got a little confused there because they were all released right around the same time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I know Grand Theft Auto 3 was 2001, and then 2002 was Vice City. So, what do you yeah. think... Yeah, what a do you, quick turnaround. Yeah, what do you think the appeal was that, that made it so huge? Like I was saying, the world was your oyster. Like, you could do whatever you wanted to. 
I mean, you know, the game didn't hold your hand, didn't really kind of push you to a particular direction. You could go at your own pace. Yeah. You could do whatever you wanted. But, I mean, for me, what always drew me in was the character and the stories because I'm a sucker for games with good narratives and the writing and all these, especially right. since Grand Theft Auto 3, the writing and the characters were like top notch at the time. Yeah, well, let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the details. So obviously, everyone knows. Let's go from the beginning. So everyone knows what Grand Theft Auto. Um, the details are, you know, people thought it was funny where you could run people over, and <laughs> I think that's what that's what part of it yeah. was too. It's like, oh my god, you know, these guys from DMA Design, like it was innovative at the time. You know, form it was formerly DMA Design, but it's now it's Rockstar, but. You know, Rockstar, yeah. yeah, it was innovative at the time. It's like, oh my God, I remember sitting in school and like my mom would, and out, when I got out of school, my mom would be like, oh no, no, we're not playing GTA. Don't, you know, not playing it. And then of course, when I would hang out, you know, stay the night at my friend's house, you know, like everyone does, that that's what we'd be playing, yeah. that and Mortal Kombat, you know, rated G games. <laughs> but uh, yeah. those yeah. were the games. Nice family games. Yeah, yeah. But you know. Yeah, so I have a good time, good memories, and um, so you think the gameplay, the gameplay, was that one of the first, like, original kind of, like, um, carjacking games, like role-playing, right? It was all of it in one. You had racing, there was some role-playing involved, too, right? Like you were saying with um, with some uh, of the characters coming on? Yeah, um, you know, like, in, in terms of traditional, like, role-playing games, like, like you're not upgrading your skills right. or stats, you're obviously, you know, kind of chasing money so to speak so the more missions you did the more money you got um and then you could go out and you know you could buy weapons you could buy cars you could buy upgrades to your cars as well but and yeah the uh the appeal like for just further going into the game was obviously ca causing chaos like throughout the entire games you're you're not a good guy you really aren't right you are the bad guy are causing havoc as much as possible <laughs> with good intentions because, well of you know, course it's kind of like the, you know, you're rooting for the bad guy in this sense because it's usually a redemption story like it's a revenge story they want to go after someone who wronged them and they may not be going about it the right way but you're still rooting for them in the end sure sure now what's your personal favorite do you remember like do you remember the ones where they were set in the 60s, you know, when, I know it was after the original. In 99, there was actually some that came out. It was London, and then obviously Grand Theft Auto 2. Do you remember those games? Were you a big PS1 guy? If not, what's your favorite? Uh, I didn't I didn't get into the London ones, actually. Um, I didn't find out they made they made sequels to those, like uh, Grand Theft Auto London, until like years ago. So I totally missed out on that. But uh, my favorite, uh, obviously, has to be... I had a soft spot for Grand Theft Auto 4 because Grand Theft Auto 4 starred a character called Nico Bellic, and it's not indicated in the game, but it's indicated that he is of Balkan descent. And I am from, my, my family is from the Balkans, um, from Eastern Europe. Oh, really? So I identify with, yeah, I identify with the character because he talks about, like, he's moving to Liberty City to escape a war, and oh my I think God. the developers... Yeah, the developers of Rockstar actually uh, came out and said that they designed the character Nico after one of their drivers, who was Serbian. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, that's that's kind of a funny thing. Um, yeah. So he had a whole fleshed out backstory about how he committed war crimes, you know, his native country. I mean, obviously, they avoided saying names. But, um, you know, if, if you were 
reading between the lines, you can put two and two together. But yeah, so yeah. I had a soft spot for that one. Yeah. Um, and you know him and him and the story of him and his cousin uh, Roman. I, I just love that dynamic. Right. But uh, I really like the way Grand Theft Auto Five did the whole like you could play as three characters at the same time: Franklin, Trevor, and Michael. I mean, and like three characters yeah. that are total opposites of each other, well, but have to work together. I was looking at yeah, I was looking at the sales. Why do you think there was such a spike from four to five? I see a hundred million dollars. Why was there such a spike? Yeah, was it was it nostalgia from all the millennials? Or well, there's a fan favorite, uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, was kind of like a really good fan favorite. Like a lot of people really liked that series. So when Grand Theft Auto Five announced that they were going to be returning back to um, San Andreas, like city universe yeah like that got a lot of people in yeah that's a huge spike the, uh, yeah it, it definitely is i think uh you know graphically story-wise characters i think they really tripled they really doubled down with grand theft auto 5 and their development i mean they took almost like five six years to develop it so right so, so i i think just the uh you know the, the, the what they what their visions were were pretty mm -hmm. daunting when you think about it yeah so which location um is your like favorite? I know we were talking about San Andreas, but as far as the locations, what's your which one was your favorite? Like, besides of the game, I'm talking about like graphically speaking on Vice City, San Andreas, or Liberty City. Graphically, which one do you think was the best one? I think Vice City at the time had a very unique graphic style, art style, because it was taking place in the '80s. Sure, and it really. It, it, it really made the 80s pop like and that was i mean i was an 80s kid i was too young to remember all the fashion and all the music and everything like <laughs> yeah that, but, um i mean I, I i remember the music obviously you know like putting out hits like michael jackson and toto and all that stuff but um so vice city i think had the most unique art style graphically and just in the cars and the dress and everything like that but obviously grand theft auto 5 um has like, obviously takes the cake for best graphics well sure obviously because really... you know it's it's the most recent i mean graphics have you know grown exponentially uh yeah, since then sure. i mean you know and what's astonishing I, I i got a little facts here you know the power of uh wikipedia but <laughs> i got <Yep. laughs> i got some facts here like it's astonishing the amount of greatest hits on these things like the like the ps1 like the original playstation one greatest hit um, three PlayStation Two greatest. I mean, the list goes on. I didn't realize that these yeah. were on the greatest hits list. Obviously, most of them are PlayStation, but they were hitting the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Platinum list too. I didn't realize there were such. I knew they were had like a cult following, but I didn't realize um, like logistically they were one of the best too. Like you know, I thought they were more like an Adam Sandler yeah. film where Adam Sandler everyone likes Adam Sandler, but if you rate if you rate Adam Sandler's movies, they're eh. But Adam Sandler is yeah. a legend. But I thought that Grand Theft Auto was something like that, where it was, eh, they're amazing games, but, eh, but no, they're they're legit, huh? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, they are. I mean, when you think um, Grand Theft Auto Five is the third best-selling video game of all time. Yeah, that's all nuts. Time. I think Tetris holds that number one spot. But, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's Tetris. Like, you know, everyone loves Tetris. I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, and then also, too, everybody loves Grand Theft Auto because when you think about it, I mean, you're you're living you're living a fantasy life. You know? Right. You can do whatever you want. It glorifies violence, which, you know, I'm not going to go down the whole video game violence debate. But, um, you <laughs> no, know, it glorifies we, violence listen, and it gives listen, you the we, freedom to do. Stoy, if we did that, yeah. we'd be here all night, buddy. 
<laughs> yes, yes, we would. Yes, we would. So, so we'll just leave it at that. But you know, I mean, it it shocks it shocks people. You know, and that's what's so addicting about it for people. You know, if you need a car, you just jump out in the middle of the street and you steal someone's car. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, that know? was the thing. Yeah, and, uh, if you if you need guns, you just walk into a gun store and buy some guns, buy some ammunition. Well, you know, uh, and the more recent one, you can buy clothes now and stuff. Like I'm so yeah. I, I'm so old, bro. That I I remember playing the um the original 19. Let's go back to the original. I remember the the one that came out in '97. You know, I was I was 10. I mean, that was it. It was on DOS. It was like. You had your old, your old school lap, you know, your old school desktop. It did the dial up, you know, you d- yep. it did the dial up sound that everyone hates. And then the first thing I would yep. click would be Grand Theft Auto. That, that, that I mean, that was it, <laughs> you know. And the fact that after all these years that it's, you know, it's still huge. It's still huge. I think it's, and of course, with the success of Five, I heard you can I don't know maybe you know a little more than I do about this but have you ever heard of the YouTube channel The No? You ever heard no, of them? I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, they were the ones yeah. that I guess there was a rumor that just came out that said there's a sequel for two, 21 or 22 um to go to number mm-hmm. 6. Is that true or false or what's your what's your uh hearsay on it? I think they I want to say I want to say yes obviously I haven't heard anything substantial. Um, the, and it's, it's a long time actually, like we're going on seven years since sure. Theft Auto 5 came out. So you're wondering like, Hey, what have you guys been doing? But they're still pumping out content for Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. They are still making tons of money on a game that is seven years old, yeah. which is still amazing. So for them, you know, yeah, you have a financial interest to like pump yeah, but, out a game as soon as you can. Yeah. Sequel. But here's but the thing. Here's the thing. Not tr- yeah. I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry, but. Here's the thing that people yeah. understand. There was a seven-year layoff between three and four. So it's like yeah. people are being a little hypocritical if they're like, oh, well, where is it at? It's like you waited seven years from three to four. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had, like, other games in between. You had the, you know, the D- like Nintendo DS games. You had P- you had games on the PSP as well that were little short stories, small stories. But um, and then, yeah, I think Grand Theft Auto 4 had a few DLC as well. But, you know... There were short little snippets that, you know, they still got your money for. But, you know, it's a long time between full-fledged games that, you know, we're sitting <laughs> here waiting. And, so, and, and also, too, Rockstar, they also developed the game series Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. And uh, they just put out Red Dead Redemption 2 like two years ago now. So yeah, that was, a, that was yeah. something people were clamoring for for years. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting about um the grand theft auto stories is that there are some legit film and music icons that you know use their voices i mean samuel jackson his i heard his his voice was in you know didn't he what was he what was he um on for which one was he on do you remember he was on san andreas he played a he played a dirty cop yeah okay do you know anything any background on his character other than that or or was it was it a prominent character or was it just a side character he was he was kind of a side character because uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name at, at, at the time. Um, the guy that the, the, the main character in San Andreas, but obviously he was getting in trouble with the law. And, <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson's character was kind of like keeping an eye on him, like, hey, do what I ask and I'll look past all your crimes. So sure. Speaking, I'll, I'll help you kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, they had like. Um, I think uh, especially like the rate the music honestly was so iconic in the series like well yeah axel rose actual rose yeah 
he had his own um, he had his own channel i think in one of them as well um there were a couple i think van halen even did the voice uh, sammy hagar i think did one so, of the voices i want to say what do you what why do you think big names you think it was rockstar putting them uh the money out i mean i hate to say it or do you think the the cult of the series got to the you think it was a mixture of both as in the legacy of the series and money or do you think they did it for let's be honest the money like i don't know the budget on rockstar but you know well the um yeah the uh the gaming uh, gaming budgets nowadays are within the millions now so right especially a developer like rockstar who makes money just sitting on grand theft auto 5 right now well sure um, you know they have the money to blow but i think <laughs> well yeah i mean you know, when everyone thinks video games, you're either thinking Super Mario Brothers, Tetris, and Grand Theft Auto. I would, I would it's put, I would put, game. I would put Mortal Kombat in there, especially, you oh, know. Yeah. But <laughs> that's just me. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I would too, actually, because Mortal Kombat when that came out hit the ground and it was shocking. Dude, was I used to have. We can talk about Mortal Kombat if we wanted to. I, I used to have, I used to have oh, sleepovers yeah. where all we would do was was uh, play Mortal Kombat, but. <laughs> Let's uh let's stick yeah. on uh, Grand Theft Auto for a while. So, um, so what do you think is um like if there is a next one? What do you think? Th- what do you think they'll do? Like, do you think where do you, where do they go from here? Have they kept? Is there anything else you think they can explore? Maybe a new um, location. What's your thoughts on that? Like, do you know any details? Maybe I don't know any details. Um, the only thing that I heard would be that it would be kind of a take a place in a time period, like. One of the reasons why, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, and San Andreas were so well, I mean, well put together was they were taking place during historical time periods. Obviously, Vice City was taking place in the 80s. San Andreas was taking place in the 90s. I would like to see them kind of explore something similar, maybe go back to the 70s. Right. Uh, even maybe the 60s. Well, they um, already did this. That, think, that's what that's what the London games were in the 60s. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah so, you're right. so, yeah, maybe... Maybe go back into the seventies during the days of disco and you know uh, post war <laughs> yeah, Vietnam, yeah. you know stuff and everything. Yeah, like yeah. I think that would be interesting ground. I mean, you know, or they could, you know, I I would say they could go modern like they did with Grand Theft Auto Five, but I don't think it would be their best interest to just repeat what they just did. Or you I know mean, what they I really could think do? Go, you know what they could do? They could explore the flying car thing in the next thirty years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hit each other with flying cars. Actually, yeah. You know, Actually, but uh, that would, that would be kind of interesting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, let's let's transition to your uh, podcast. So tell me the history of EXP Cast and uh, give me the uh, origin. How did it start? Yeah, um, you know, we started like I said, my friend Dan and I kind of started it about three, four years ago, uh, and it was just him and I. We, you know, put like a microphone in the middle of a table and just started talking video games. You know, what games have we been playing? Uh, what we're excited for coming up soon and then we just talk about like kind of like topics revolving around video games like what are some of our favorite heroes what of our what are some of our favorite you know rpg games or you know what makes certain characters stand out over others you know we we frame like topics around it um you know we try to we, we keep it very light like it's not like a news podcast we try to frame it as like a bunch of friends just hanging out you know at a table talking about video games Right. So, you know, now we've since progressed to having, you know, four guys. There's four of us now. There's actual, like, good production. Everybody has their own microphone. And everything. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Is there a... Uh, from one microphone to four. <laughs> how's your... Uh, well, where are you guys from again? Where are you guys from? 
We're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So so we're fortunate. That Packer fans, Bre- are you group. guys Packer fans, Brewers fans? No sports at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, you know, I'm. I, I think I'm more of the Packer fan than everybody else. Yeah. But I mean, they they, they may disagree with me. But um, <laughs> well, back to um, your history. So, how's the recept? Like, does your audience like fluctuate, or what? Tell me the demographics of your audience. Are they all hardcore gamers? Or you know, yeah, we try because our our podcast can be kind of long. So we, I, I think, in that sense, we do appeal to those kind of like hardcore gamers because um you know our topics are very much like framing the games we're currently playing you know so it's very it's very you know much in the now Mm -hmm. as opposed to because you know there have been times that people will come up to me and they say well i'll i'd listen to your podcast but i haven't played video games in years right so the last time i played a video game was you know mortal Kombat for the second genesis or something like that whatever so it's like you know then we kind of we do alienate then those people because maybe they like video games but they're not up on current events yeah so so you know i obviously i'm not like super into video games i don't have a system i'm just talking about i'm one of those old people not old people but you know millennials that says oh like i was saying with grand theft Auto, oh back in my day you know but i used to have the i think i stopped at the ps2 i just you know outdated but What's your, or I'm outdated, but what's your thoughts on this whole movement to go back to the arcade style games, to go, to go back people, is, is, now that's probably people trying to remember when they were young, right? It's a bunch of millennials saying, oh, I want to go back to the arcade style games, right? Yeah. yeah that's well, what it is. There's a, there's, yeah, that, there, there's a trend now where developers are starting to take some of their old games and remake them. Remember playing Resident Evil 2? Um. Yeah, I think I played it a couple times, but I'm I'm familiar with I'm familiar with the games. Yeah, the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they remade it last year, which was I mean, it came out amazing. You know, like right. complete reimagining of the you know the original game. It still maintained a lot of you know what made Resident Evil Two the original so good, and yeah. then just like modernized it. Added well, I'm it more because, of a yeah, I'm more of yeah, a sport. And, uh, I'm more of a sports game guys, but my guy, but my uh, my friends were kind of pulled me into the call of duty the halo all that so that's more my yeah. that's more my speed on that but i mean i could and of course sports games but what's your um favorite genre the cover and then what's your favorite genre overall is it the gta style game you know i i do have a soft spot for gta style games because you know those are like you know we, we define those as like open world role-playing games right um, rpgs yeah because yeah like you're not necessarily it's not an RPG in a traditional sense where no, like you're upgrading your stats, you know, upgrading. <laughs> I've your never health been. And listen, like that, I've but, never, I've never been a huge RPG guy. So, story. Why should I? I'm gonna put you on the spot. Why should I give RPG games a shot? Um, <laughs> it's if you're the type of person that likes to micromanage, um, and adjust your character the way you want to see them fit. You know, whether it's obviously, you know, there's. RPGs out there that you know you could play as males, you could play as females, you could play as completely different made up races, which is amazing. Um, and you know you really control the destiny of your hero. Um, you know you can you can yeah. obviously uh, upgrade the stats. You want them to be you want them to be more of a magician. You want right, them to be right, a yeah. warrior. You want them to be more of a fighter. So yeah, it, but, it's really you know you're playing the story, but you know you are the character. You, you take ownership of that character. 
do you remember the old, I, I tell me if I'm being off on this correlation, but do you remember, this is going to be really weird, but do you remember the old Pokemon um, fad? Pokemon? It's still a fad. <laughs> it's still, it still is a fad? So is that like the original, oh, yeah, is that like the, thing. I feel like po when you had the Pokemon cards and you could make, you know, you make yourself stronger or put the cards on top of there, is that the original RPG? Now it's where now it's where you can create your different worlds, right? With RPG, get your own clans and stuff like Fortnite, you know, yeah, stuff like uh, that. Well, yeah, yeah. The big thing was Pokemon Go that came out a few years ago. Yeah, Pokemon People Go. Were playing yeah. that on their cell phone. Yeah, yeah. And um, they just released a, a, a mainline Pokemon for the Nintendo Switch just last year, um, which kind of you know divided fans a little bit because you had a lot of these old school fans that wanted to play with. Pokemon from years ago. Right, that was me. <laughs> I yeah, remember so I remember like, in seventh grade yeah. my, my mom had a Christmas from hell because she spent so much money on my I felt I still feel bad to this day. She spent so much money uh on my Pokemon cards and I you know, for like a two or three year fad, I, I feel still feel terrible about that. Because you know, that's what it was back then. You know, you had you always yeah, had to get no. the neck you had to get the next pack. Charizard, whatever you had, you know, and then the the problem I thought with Pokemon Go is that well, it's a hazard. It's a hazard, you know, with with GPSs, you know, and people, and of course people, um, unfortunately, being stupid with it, you know. But yeah, yeah, um, we uh, we had this thing in Milwaukee. I don't know if you heard a few years ago, like Milwaukee Parks actually um, sent out a notice banning. Uh, people coming into the parks playing Pokemon Go, like literally banning them. Really? And because people, what people would do is they would come to the parks, you know, and they'd play Pokemon Go on their phones, yeah. and then they would just leave garbage and just crap all over the place. You know, right. they were kind of disrespecting the park, which I understand. But you're gonna you're gonna tell people not to visit your parks to play a game? Come on. Like, right. Right. So, what's your thought on the um, on the Fortnite craze? Like all the dances and stuff. I, do you think that's do you think that's like a long term um, franchise, or do you think it's a, like a? I would hate to say one hit wonder, but do you see it being like a GTA where it just goes on for decades, or do you see it like flaming out? Um, it's it's made its mark. It's made its impact. There well, yeah. been a lot of copycats that have come out recently, and they've kind of fizzled. They've kind of fizzled and died. A lot of them. Why do you think that um, is? Well, I think they want to try to copy the formula, but add something different, add their own style to it. Because, you know, Fortnite is, well, for one, it's free to play, you know, free to jump in. Um, it's it's addicting in nature, and I think that's what's drawing people in. What I find astonishing with it is, is people are, kids are playing Fortnite earlier than kids were playing Mortal Kombat. Like, I've never, yeah. like, as, I, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the school system, you know, I have a job in the school system, and... Kids are coming around second grade, first grade, like doing doing dances, you know, doing the floss, doing all the Fortnite dances. And I'm like, what is this first, you know, first graders playing Fortnite? Now, why do you think that is? Yeah. Do, do you think it's, do you think it's, is it, first of all, is it universal? Is it supposed to be played that young? Or is it just kids doing what we all did, play games behind parents' back? Or you know, I think nowadays there's, nowadays there's so much good education for parents, you know, to like know what their kids are playing. I didn't I mean, mean now. You know. Now let me re let me uh, rehash my statement there. I hope I didn't offend anybody. You know what I'm trying to say. I mean, back in the day, yes, people people would play games and everything, and their parents would have a hard time 
the way I worded it was a little rough, but <laughs> you get yeah, my point. No, 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 it's fine. I, I, I do get your point because, you know, I was trying to hide the fact that I was playing Mortal Kombat from my parents when I was a kid. Well, I mean, you who know? didn't? Who it, didn't? It was who a very didn't? hard thing to do. But. Who didn't? Like, and the same thing yeah. with, we can do the same thing with, we can do the same thing with TV. There's TV shows that we, Simpsons, I mean, I can go on. It's, then that's been yep. going on since the probably 20s and 30s. 40s, you know, since oh, the yeah. 19, early 1900s, there were games and uh, and TV shows. I mean, how many people were wanting people to, to watch, you know, the old uh, old Westerns back in the day, you know, with guns and everything, and kids were watching those. So... Yeah, I want to say, I want to say in the 70s, there was substantial uh, news coming out that pinball games, pinball machines, were causing kids to act violently. Because they would really? congregate in arcades and bars and stuff like that to play pinball. And it's like, oh, these these gangs of kids are getting together, causing havoc. Trust me, I just did a podcast. Games. I just did a podcast about society being soft. So I don't yeah. need to. Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah, and I don't I, need to I, rehash I my thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I'm with you on that because I think we're, we kind of live in that outrage culture of. Uh, you know, Fortnite is pale in comparison to what Mortal Kombat was. Uh, even when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, like, you yeah. you remember, it was yeah. on the news everywhere. You I know? do. And all, all people were talking about was, like, you can beat up hookers after <laughs> you have your way with them and yeah. then take their money. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so that was making, I mean, there, there'll always be something. There'll yeah. There'll always be something. Yeah. And I think the, pro- I think the problem is, is the so- society's always trying to balance balance out you know if something happens in the news then society in general wants to balance it the other way using movies tvs i feel like entertainment gets used as a balancing to what happens in the real world does that make sense so if something happens if some fad or some games are the biggest entertainment right so i feel like that and people don't think about it that way they don't they think that oh society's getting soft which it is but there's reasons for that because violence is violence is so prevalent nowadays, you know, in the world. So people want to people want to be a little softer on entertainment because the world is so crazy, you know. Well, you also have my take on it, where um, parents expect their kids to be educated by mediums like entertainment. Right. So when 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 you, they put their kids in front of a TV, they don't want their kids to play violent games or something like that because then. You know, parents have to do their due diligence afterwards to say, hey, you know, um, let's talk about this game that you're playing and how it's not a good idea to run around shooting people, you know, in real life. Um, So long as you instill good values in your kids, you shouldn't have to worry about it. But, you know, parents shouldn't expect video games, TV shows, movies, music to educate their kids. Mm -hmm. They're just entertainment. That's it. So what what do you see the future being for... um like first-person shooters, then, or shooter shooter games, shooting games in general. Do you see them like never going away? Because I remember, you know, CO. Obviously, everyone knows Call of Duty, Halo. I used to play a game back in the day called Team Fortress Classic, uh, which was yep. a which was a copy of Counter Strike. So yeah, and it's still that's still being played to this day. Counter Strike is still dude, big. Story. TFC Two was my jam, man. I yeah. I, oh my God, man! I'm glad I can actually talk video games on the podcast now. But like, 
I used to, no, I used to play, I used to spend, like, you know how people spend, like, all day playing games? Always, forever. But I yeah. used to spend yeah. three days straight playing TFC. Straight. Mm-hmm. Doing everything, wow. doing the scout, doing the heavy weapons guy. You know, and if, if, if a game like that came out now, I think people would scream and moan and groan. A game like that. I mean, there was blood and guts, you know. Yeah. And games nowadays are getting so realistic you know so hyper realistic now that you know it's starting to show more of that you know the visceral stuff which i think nowadays you'd have to be it'd have to be pretty significant in order to make news because you you still have a lot of horror games that are coming out there that are pretty grotesque and violent and stuff um but uh you know yeah the graphics are only getting better you're only getting more realistic as we go on all right so What's your favorite game of all time? I know it's a heavy-hitting question, and you could go anywhere with this. So what's your favorite? It could be a favorite game. It could be a favorite series. You know, I know we're talking about GTA, but it could be that. It could be anything else. What's your favorite of all time? Well, when I was, when I was uh, middle school, well, yeah, high school, actually, because it came out in high school, Resident Evil was my favorite uh, series at the time when it came out for PlayStation. Resident Evil 2 is so, my make a long story short, is my favorite video game of all time. And the remake came out. When they announced that they were making a remake, mm-hmm. I lost my mind. You are remaking one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, so for novices like me that has that only knows really the name, can you give us the background on Resident Evil? Like, what was the... We sure. can talk about uh, that real quick. So do you know when that was made and, uh, and everything? That was made in about 1998, I believe. I remember I was, I was kind of like a sophomore or junior in high school at the time. And uh, it was basically about like zombies taking over a small Midwestern town called Raccoon City. It's a fictional town, obviously, but um, yeah, you play you play as two characters in the game. You play as a cop, a rookie cop who shows up on his first day and finds the whole town infected with zombies, and then you play as another girl, a drifter who travels to town searching for her brother. And uh, they both meet each other by happenstance, and they have to get out. And obviously, as they're getting out, they're unraveling conspiracy as to what happened, who's involved with this major outbreak, and what they plan to do to kind of, you know, help stop it or help curb it somehow. But yeah, like you're, you're talking about like, you know, running around, um, there's an there's a huge element of tension, huge element of horror, there's obviously grotesque right. violence, you know, of like, you know, you're shooting zombies' heads <laughs> off, limbs off and stuff. Which is, Trust me, man, you know, this awesome. is... You're coming. You're coming. You're talking to a guy who used to play Duke Nukem and stuff like that. So <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know. yeah, so you, you can get the appeal of that stuff. And yeah. at the like, like I said, at the time, it was like you know, it, it was one of the most scariest and most tense games to play at that time, and it still is to a lot of. I mean, obviously, the game did, doesn't age very well. Um, if you were right. playing now for the first time, you'd probably play it and be like, I don't understand this. So this is why I recommend playing Resident Evil Two Remake. Because yeah. it's modernized, and it's still just as good, if not better. I would like to talk about um, a series that we haven't mentioned yet. What, what was your thoughts on the... Um, or what, what was your like background on the Super Mario franchise? Did you do them all? Did you do Mario Kart, Super Mario? You played all that, I assume, right? Yeah. We, uh, yeah, the first game I ever played, well, besides Atari games, was... Uh, yeah, well, got, oh, Atari. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> One of my friends had an Atari, and I was like, eh, it's okay, whatever. I wasn't really into video games during that era, but then when Super Mario Brothers came out, I was like, yo, I am in. 
Yeah. I need a Nintendo now, Mom. <laughs> that was my jam, too. And, uh, and uh, Super Mario Kart was my jam because... Super Mario Kart was amazing because the detail, like you, I couldn't believe in a game like that. You know what I'm saying? Like in '90s, you yeah. could you could lose. They actually had detail where you could lose by a tenth of a second. Like people don't realize how hard that was to make a game like that back then. To have it, to have a yeah, setting where it. you could lose by. Nowadays in games, of course, you can lose by you know a millisecond. But back then, having a game where you could do a close finish, that was like innovative. Yeah. Yeah, that really was, and you know, there was a game where like you could literally pit Super Mario, you know, Mario, Luigi, and Bowser to kind of compete against each other, like right. racing cars, like Rainbow, that's, uh, yeah, that's and so Rain- awesome. Rainbow Road, yeah, <laughs> Rainbow Road, man, <laughs> that was my that was Rainbow my jam, bro. Friendships, yeah, that Mario Kart ended friendships, man. Yeah, it did. The green, yeah, the green, I've, I've the green, uh, the green, uh, you know what I'm saying? Shell and Yep. All that. Like I said, the, the blue shell was the most devastating. It, you know, if you're at the last, if you're one of the last few people, you get that blue shell, which oh, we were terrible, man. First like place person. we would set up tournaments, having like an eight-person tournament, and yep. you, and I can't be the only one to ever do that. And then winner, winner oh. faces, winners face, you know, move forward, you know. Yeah, um, I'm actually going to a Mario Kart tournament this weekend on Saturday. Oh yeah. Um, there's a local there, there's a local movie theater group that's uh, hosting a Mario Kart tournament. It's a more recent one. Oh, Mario that's Kart awesome. Switch. But uh, yeah, talk about playing Mario Kart on the big screen. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. Yeah. One of those things I I got to give credit to the Super Mario Brothers. Series. Right. You remember Super Mario 64, right? Of course. Yeah, that was probably one of the most innovative video games of all time. Because that took Mario from the two-dimensional plane into the three-dimensional plane, and I just remember being blown away by that jump, and I was like, it controlled so well at the time, and it was so innovative and so unique, and just, like, obviously, I think it definitely altered video games to this day, just because of that game. Right. Are you much of a, you have anyone on your panel that's a big sports games guy? You know, surprisingly, no, we don't. Really? <laughs> I have a, yeah, we have a guy, we have a guy that's into role-playing games. Oh, like okay. Constantly just likes, loves to play role playing games. We got another guy that plays kind of weird independent games. All right, well, if you need a if you need of. a sports games guy, you know you know who to go to, Stoy. Oh yeah, because uh, yeah, we, we, we need some of that. You because, can hit uh, me. You can hit I me mean, up, we, and uh, we'll get together. You know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, for sure. Because uh, we don't have that kind of representation. The only sports games I ever play are FIFA because I'm a soccer guy. So. Oh really? I'm a soccer guy too. Yeah. Who do you follow? Um, I'm uh, Chelsea. Do you follow any teams? Chelsea, Premier League. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, what are you, Everton or something? What are you, Everton or something? <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm Liverpool. I'm okay with Chelsea. <laughs> That's hey, funny. Man, they, got the, they got America's golden boy, Christian Pelusi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could talk soccer with you for another podcast. Shit. So what's the future of your podcast? Um, what, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Uh, well, you know, we, uh, you can follow us anywhere you listen to podcasts. You know, we're pretty much in as many places as you can. And we want to branch out and do more, more content with others. You know, like, uh, I, I really want to thank you for inviting me on, like, to kind of not only, you know, promote video games, but to at least talk about video games with someone that's just kind of genuinely in the know and, obviously allow me to talk about what I do and stuff, but I want to talk to other content creators. I want to talk to, you know, even video game developers. Like, I want to, 
you know, do more because there's the video game world is so huge. You know, yeah. there's not only are there creators and developers, but there's tons of content well, creators and tons of fans out there. There must be a huge competition. How do you distinguish yourself between others? It's a big competition, and what what I've noticed is um, there's a lot of people that follow the same formula of video games, but what I think sets us apart from everybody else is our banter, and uh, I think our banter is is really good. We're you know we're funny. We like to shoot like you know um, jokes at each other back and forth, and also too we're all like four different people. Like you know we have different likes about video games. We have different things that we you know enjoy about video games. So we all bring unique ta takes on you know video games. Uh, certain video game themes or whatever, um, but I, I think once you listen to us, like for within the first fifteen minutes, you'll know that hey, these guys are really, must be really good friends, and I think that's what sets us apart. Did you have any social media handles? Yeah, uh, we're on Instagram, obviously, Facebook, and Twitter at expcast. So, um, and then also too, I think I have a LinkedIn page, but whatever. <laughs> um, but. Uh, yeah, um, so, yeah, we, we post pretty regularly there. Sometimes we'll post, like, audio clips from episodes or just right. you know, funny meme pictures or whatever just to kind of get conversations going. Um, yeah, we actually, one of our upcoming episodes, we want to talk about uh, um, a topic of uh, what if you if you went to hell, what would be the one video game that you'd be playing for all eternity? Oh! So, which, like, which likens it to, like, which video game do you hate the absolute most? Oh. But you have to play for all of eternity. Oh my god! Do you have one? Do what a game that, that I would, would be for you? now? What's what's the question again? It would be something that I hate or something that I would play. Something that you would hate. So, like for example, like your most hated game, right. video game of all time. Oh! But if you go to hell, that's what you have to play for the rest of your life. Oh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, God, one of my guys will probably not like to hear that. Not a big Dragon Ball Z guy, but if I had to, yeah, so if I had to, I'd, I'd, have, to go, I'd have to go there. You know, um, real quick, my, that, was my, uh, that was my friend's uh, really, um, like, a real favorite of his. Now, mm -hmm. do you guys... What's your guys' thoughts on uh, the drag? Remember the Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon fad? They did they were they rivalries or were they or were they separate entities? Because I remember them being they were on TV. Entities. I remember. Oh, I know that, but I mean, like, did they have the same demographic? Yeah, yeah, pretty much because uh, you know the Pokemon was an animated series at the same time. Right. Dragon I watch, I remember was watching them. Animated series, yeah. So yeah, I remember watching Pokemon with you know my boy Ash, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, yeah. uh, and then, uh, and then, like an hour or two later, my friend would be watching this like Dragon Ball Z, and I'm like, "What the hell is this?" He's like, "Oh, it's Dragon Ball yeah. Z. There's Goku. There's this." I'm like, "I just never got into it." Now, what was the what's the appeal of it? Now, obviously, everyone likes Goku, but yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly don't know because <laughs> uh, we actually had one of our past episodes where uh, my friend Dan. Or my podcast host Dan invited a couple friends onto the show to explain the Dragon Ball Z universe to <laughs> And you still I, don't I, I, wait I a minute, Stoy. Dragon Ball Z. Stoy, wait, you but, had you had people on the podcast to talk about Dragon Ball Z and you don't know the lore of it? <laughs> no, I don't. They came on to teach me. So they basically were like, We gotta try to get Stoy to understand the Dragon 
Ball Z universe. So I said, okay, uh, basically, you know, one of those things, okay, everybody tell me the story. Tell me the characters. Tell me what's what's so special about Goku and Frieza and all these <laughs> yeah, other characters no, and everything. And, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I like I said, I, I know some of the details. I'm not fully versed on the universe, but it was a, it was a very fun episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what's your favorite episode? If you had to pick one for someone to listen to, um, the I don't have a I don't have a favorite episode. I have a favorite movie. It was one of the movies that came out recently. It was uh, it was the movie about no the, no no. I'm in on your. I'm sorry. I'm in episode of your podcast. Oh, uh, that was actually a really good one. That was that Dragon Ball Z one was probably the most unique because you're talking about four of the biggest. Dragon Ball Z fans of all time, like I, t- I mean, to me in my eyes, um, they're just talking passionately about something, and that's what I love the episode the most is that when you get a group of people talking really passionate about someone or something, um, and that was probably our most different episode out of all the episodes that we've had. Um, it's one of my favorite ones. I, you know, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> How long have you guys been around? We've been, we're almost going on our fourth year coming up in a oh my god so. so yeah that's like that's like yeah. picking what's your favorite child yeah <laughs> like, yeah exactly we've, we've, we've had like over a hundred episodes at this point and it's like man it's a tough one um <laughs> you ever do that where like you go you go listen to your more recent episode yeah. and well, then yeah, listen it's, to your first episode i always tell people well ours are different because we didn't know we me, frank and i didn't know what the fuck excuse my language but we didn't know okay. what the hell we were doing, you know. So yeah. if you look back, if you listen to some of our uh, first episodes, we're doing a podcast out of our car. Like <laughs> it is, it is what not to do in the podcast world. Is our first, I don't know, um, like ten or so, and that's what kind of what uh, kind of separated us was. He like we like doing it, but I like doing it as more of like passion. He was just doing it to hang out with me. You know what I'm saying? Like he was just doing yeah. it. I felt like he was doing it just so you know, just because I wanted him to do it. Not that he wanted to do it for himself. He wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Because he knew I liked yeah. the podcast, so he was like, "All right, I'll I'll try this podcast thing." And I think what happened was I think he just got tired of it. And it's a um, lot of work. So it, yeah, it but. Really is. The one I tell people to listen to on ours is the stripper comedian. That's our best one. The stripper comedian, I saw that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that I'll one. Have to go back to that one. Yep, yeah, you gotta listen to it. That's the best one. It has her best downloads, and she strips on the weekdays and she makes fun of herself on the weekends. Oh, okay. She's well, actually yeah, a national. She's actually a national act now. Like when we oh, when we really? had her when we had her on, she was up and coming, but now she's pretty she's pretty national. So, uh, oh, that's really cool. All right, Stoy. Well, anything else you want to uh, talk about tonight or anything else on your mind? No. Um, you know, we, we're having a, we're in the middle of a transition period for video games because the, uh, the next generation of systems are coming out this year. Oh, yeah. So I have a feeling when we see Grand Theft Auto 6, it's going to blow people away. Well, what's the, what are the next um, video game systems? It's going to be PlayStation 5. And Xbox Series X or something. I think that's what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, now, you know what's funny is... And, yeah, what's funny ahead. is it's. I'm sure it's not a coincidence that they're coming out around the same time. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think they, 
they do that together. Um, Nintendo is rumored to have like an upgraded version of their system coming out this year too. So this is going to be a big year for um, hardware. Um, yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, when you see Grand Theft Auto 6 come out, it's probably going to come out for the next generation. And I think just both in terms of graphics and storytelling and everything, it's, I think it's going to blow people away. Well, Stoy, if you ever need a sports guy, you know who to go to. No, uh, dude, I'm serious. We need we need to get your uh, intakes, your, your takes on some of the sports games because I, uh, yeah, it's something something we're sorely lacking. I we well, got my Skype. You got everything. Just hit me up. <laughs> I will for sure, man. All right, man. Thank, thanks thank for you. having me, dude. I yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you. All right, take care, Stoy. Yeah, you too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Sensibly Cynical. I want to thank Stoy from EXPCast for coming on the podcast today. Um, It was really awesome to talk to somebody who really knows the video game business and to talk about the legacy of Grand Theft Auto. Um, I think his podcast, him and his crew do a great job over there, and everybody should check them out. If you could please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, it'd be highly appreciated. Also, check us out on Twitter at Cynical Sensibly, Instagram Sensibly Cynical Pod, and you can check out our Facebook group. Once again, thank you for listening. Take care.